Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa Show. Good to get y'all back on the podcast today. And we're going to talk about forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. And so Lisa, I would imagine that you might have one or two stories about forgiveness. Well, I was going to tell a saint story. Well, why not? Okay. Go, go right ahead. Who, who's the saint? Saint Maria Goretti. Oh, okay. So she was a young girl whose father had died when I think she was nine. So her and her mom moved in or another family moved in uh, with them. And the uh, other family had a young son who was a few years older than Maria. And he wound up attacking her um, and leaving her for uh, to die. Hmm. And she it took her 20 hours to die. And her mom was at her side. And she just kept telling her mom, you have to forgive uh, whatever the young man's name, and I don't know. And she just kept praying uh, for forgiveness for the for the young man. Well, he wound up going to prison, and he was one of the more vicious uh, prisoners, and he was always getting in fights and uh, not getting along with anybody and just getting into a lot of trouble in jail. And one day, um, Maria came to him in a dream and told him that she had forgiven him and that he needs to repent. And wow. he that uh, dream changed his life and he wound up repenting and he eventually got out of jail uh, years and years later. And when uh, St. Maria Goretti got um, canonized, her mom was in the audience as was her attacker right next to her mom. That's incredible. Do you know when she was canonized? Was it? The 19, early 1900s? Oh, really? So really a modern day saint. Yeah, she's in the 1900s, I think. Oh, that is a very, very um, moving story. And, and it shows you how the power of God can help us to forgive just about anything, really anything that's happened in our lives, if we'll allow him to, as I like to say, enter into it. Yes. And Because sometimes we can't do the forgiving on our own. No, and forgiveness is hard. It is. And so we have to ask God to help us to be able to forgive. And we don't have to be a saint to forgive because there was also a young man this was recently in the news. A Dallas police police officer went into an apartment thinking it was hers, but it was actually she was on the wrong floor. So she went into this apartment and saw a man eating ice cream while well, eating ice cream and watching a TV uh, show. And she went up shooting him, thinking he was an intruder. Oh my goodness! So he unfortunately died, and she was on trial. And the man's younger brother at her sentencing came out and said, if you are sorry, then I forgive you. I don't even want you to go to jail, and I love you as a person, and I want the best for you. And then he asked the judge if she could, if he could give her a hug. It was very moving. You, you can watch it on um, the Internet. It was really, really So what moving. would we? how would we look that up on the Internet? Uh, I just looked up Dallas police officer forgiven. Okay. And so the judge, did the judge let them hug? Yes. And then it turns out the judge actually wound up giving her a Bible as well. Wow. Yeah. What did she? What was her sentence? Did it, I think she had to do ten years. Wow. So she, yeah, she's in jail now. I, I mean, that is that level of forgiveness can only come from having the Spirit of God dwell in you. Oh, absolutely. When something like that happens, and it just blows my mind um, that that he did that in such a public way. And he's only eighteen. And he's only 18 yeah. years old. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I have a lot of work to do yeah. when it comes to forgiveness. Yeah. 
let me tell you. Because <laughs> I think part of what happens is, is sometimes we think we have for, forgiven someone mm-hmm. and we really haven't. Right. And sometimes the way I know that is because I'm still talking about what the person mm-hmm. did. And if I'm still talking about what they did, I really haven't. Let it go. Let it go. In fact, I'm entering into sin because now I'm gossiping about it. Right. And I think the other thing is when it comes to forgiveness, we start to get comfortable or it becomes a part of who we are. There's this weight that we have on us because we haven't been able to forgive someone. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know it's a weight Mm. because it's become so much a part of who we are. And it really probably affects how we deal with other people, how we live out our life, and we maybe don't even realize it because we've just kind of gotten comfortable with having it. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's looking at me again, waiting for me to continue. I thought <laughs> well, she was Lent is gonna... an excellent time to forgive people. Exactly. And sometimes we don't forgive ourselves, so we have to forgive ourselves. I think that's a really, really good point, Lisa, because how often do we go into the Sacrament of Reconciliation and we ask for forgiveness, and then we still hold on to whatever it is we did. We let it stay a part of us mm-hmm. because we're not allowing God's forgiveness to be enough. Well, I, when I uh, went to a reconciliation for the first time in 25 years, I was just like crying for, you know, because it's been so long and I just had such issues with forgiving myself. And that's what the priest even said to me. He's like, God forgave you a long time ago. It's time for you to forgive yourself. So why do you think you waited 25 years to go to confession? I was scared. What were I you hadn't scared gone of? since I made my confirmation and I had to go. So the only time you the only reason you went the first time was because you had to go. I had to go. Yeah, I didn't go. I never went because, oh, it's Lent or not anything like that. So it was it was this fear that you had about going? I guess. Yeah, and because when I was, when I was, because I, I think I've probably only gone up to that point, like maybe four, like four times, like when I made my uh, first reconciliation and then maybe another time or two. And then when I made my confirmation. Right. So now how often do you go to reconciliation now? At least once a month. So what do you find going more often has done for you? Because you have both extremes. I did yeah. go for 25 years. Yeah. And then now I go once a month. What's mm-hmm. the difference now? I just, I don't know. I just, I like yesterday, I'm going to date this podcast. But so I went yesterday and like, I was really like on my, when I was driving there, I was really looking forward to going. Lisa, you're not dating the podcast because they don't know what day you're going to reconciliation. Know, just, but when you said you dated up. it, you dated it. I know. But we never. haven't given a date, so they don't really know. Sure. Yep. So it's all good. So I, I'm going to tell you what I think more frequent reconciliation does for people. Mm-hmm. Well, number one. It gives you strength in resisting sin. It's a grace. Yeah. It's a, it's a sacrament. Mm-hmm. So we receive grace in the sacrament and it strengthens us moving forward to help resist sin and temptation. And sometimes when the you know, spiritual warfare really kicks in that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you have that sacramental grace that's available and instilled in you to help you to resist whatever it is you might be struggling with. Yes. She's looking at me again going, <laughs> I need to, I, I like to point out to y'all every time that she's looking at me. Yes. So what, do you have any other personal stories of forgiveness that you would like to share? Um, well, not to 
get too personal, but um, I have a family member who caused me a lot of hurt uh, throughout my life, and I always had a hard time forgiving that person. And I, when I was doing my spiritual direction class, we had to do an exercise, which I found very helpful. It was we would imagine a hurtful situation, and then we imagine Jesus right next to us. Wow. And then we reimagine the same situation with Jesus next to that person. So it made me see the person not so much as a hurtful person, but more as a child of God, too. And that's really what we're called to do, to recognize that, that we've all sinned, we've all struggled, and that we are all children of God. Yes. So and we're all broken and we make mistakes. So I have a question for you, Lisa. This is going to be a uh-oh, tough one. Uh-oh. Does not forgiving someone, is that a sin? Does not forgive, is not forgiving someone a sin? Correct. Yes. Okay, why do you say that? Because you're holding grudge and resentment towards the person. But what if I'm not holding grudge and resentment? Then how did you not forgive them? Very interesting, huh? Yeah. I think this has come up several times before, and I think we have to ask ourselves, um, if I'm struggling with forgiving someone, uh, is there anger? Is there resentment? Are there these other things that um, are causing me to enter into sin? Mm. And and the other part of it is, if you are struggling with forgiving someone, ask God to help you in forgiving them, to give you the grace yes. to help you to be able to forgive. That, yeah, that's another thing that ha- uh, helped me too, is I would go to reconciliation and tell the priest that I was having problems with this um relationship and you know the priest would always tell me to pray for that person so that helped a lot too i think same thing happened to me i was i was i told father one time i said every time i see this person because of what they did it it made me it makes me mad Mm -hmm. he says every time you see him pray a hail mary for him Mm -hmm. and now i do that and, Mm -hmm. and and it has actually worked and i've had other cases where through frequent confession and the recognition that I need to forgive someone that I have actually authentically been able to forgive someone who before I didn't even want to be in the same room with. Wow. And now we're friends. Yeah. And it was all because I made a conscious choice to allow God to enter into that and to help me to forgive him. And sometimes when you try to, and we're already over 10 minutes, believe it or not, sometimes when you try to forgive someone, they don't think that they need to be forgiven. A lot of times they don't. They don't see they did anything wrong. Right. And so now there's this question is, do I do I have to physically tell them that I forgive them? Or how does that work? I don't think you have to. Well, in this particular case with this one person, I actually went to them and I said, listen, you may not understand this, ah. but what you did hurt me. Oh, okay. And I forgive you for it. Oh, okay. And so for me, physically saying it to them and then actually living that out moving forward uh, because when you live it out moving forward, then you know that you've authentically um, forgiven that yeah. person. If I started to avoid him again and, and, and not then talk to him. Then you really did it. Exactly. But, yeah. but I had a peace and a comfort about me uh, being around him. And so I can see the power of God working through me to forgive him. Because we're really the ones that are holding on to the burden. Right. It hurts us more than it hurts the other person. Right. So I think God is calling us um, to receive his mercy and to be merciful. Mm -hmm. And we have gone way over our allotted time, Lisa. So I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Life Person Lisa. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)